Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. of job seekers say the biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications. This according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be lonely, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding that job that fits you. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location nearest you at ExpressPros.com. No fees for somebody seeking a job. Visit ExpressPros.com. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, welcome to the program. Hour one on this Thursday, Dan and the Dan, it's Dan Patrick Show. What a show yesterday. We'll try to come up with an encore performance today. Chris Collinsworth will stop by a little bit later on. Got a big Sunday night game, Eagles and the Cowboys. Brett Musburger, Hall of Famer, will join us coming up a little bit later on. I think it's been 10 years since Notre Dame played Alabama, national title game, and Brent singled out A.J. McCarron's girlfriend at the time, Catherine Webb. You youngsters out there. Yes. Like, you want to grow up and be a quarterback for Alabama. And what a beautiful woman. And Brent took so much grief when he was calling the national title game. It felt like people forgot about what happened to Notre Dame in that national title game. It was like, oh, is that the game that Brett Musburger uh, was singling out A.J. McCarron's girlfriend? And rightfully so. Yes, Paulie. And if you're waiting for Brent to apologize, don't no, hold your breath. I know. It was not going to happen. So Brent will join us coming up a little bit later on. He's in Vegas, former voice of the Raiders. How warm is that seat right now for Josh McDaniels? 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle, at show. It's the sort of sale going on. A couple of days after Todd's birthday, it's not a full sale like Paulie's. It's a sort of sale. Todd's Limerick greeting cards, 50% off. Game day, backyard barbecue candles, pennies, bang biscuits. I ran into a guy in New York City, runs a a gallery, art gallery, and uh, his name is Brian. So I walk into the gallery uh, a couple of days ago, and he goes, he had a huge, beautiful dog in the gallery. He goes, uh, she's, I said, but that's a big dog. He goes, yeah, and uh, with the help of Penny's Bang Biscuits. And I go, oh, okay. He goes, I, uh, I listen every morning. So uh, for those of you who have bought in, literally, to our Penny's Bang Biscuits, all the great items that we have, go to danpatrick.com. We got candles there. We got something really big coming in about two weeks, I think. But uh, no, no hints here. No hints whatsoever. Yes, Pauline. Did the guy name his dog like Pollock or Warhol or no, something cutesy no. like that? He's an art guy? No, very simple. Now, I had a couple of uh, Basquiat's. Okay. Had a, a Banksy in there, a couple of Banksy's. Those are pricey. Warhol. Yeah, I, I'm not buying. I'm just, you know, window shopping in there. But I like to go in, and I like to touch the artwork, which you're not supposed to do. Not at all. No, you shouldn't. Once again, I did this when I was in... France, I was in Paris, and the Museum d'Orsay, and I went in there and I actually touched a uh, Van Gogh. There, you know, there was a velvet rope around it, and for some reason, and my, I'm standing there with my wife, and I go, gosh, look at the texture. She goes, you can't touch that. I go, 
I, I am sorry. You should have been Van Gogh. I should have been. Seriously. I should Do you think that's like a, I don't know if the phobia is the right word, but a, a, a type of a tick? There's got to be a name for that that you need to touch things. Tactile. You, tactile. Yeah. Yes. I'm a tactile person. So I, huh. I just see the work and like I'm fascinated with a lot of this stuff where you look at it and you go, what was somebody thinking when they painted this? When they touched it? Oh. No, no, no. They weren't. They weren't thinking it. Why would you think it would be okay I don't to touch know. that? And it's got rope letting you know you definitely I, can't go near it. I don't know. I was embarrassed that I did this because you're looking at, you know, priceless art. And I just, like, I'm fascinated with those who can create using their hands, artists, whatever they do. You know, somebody who has a workshop and they can do something, you know, auto mechanics. All those things I can't do. You know, somebody plays the guitar. I, I, you know, I picked up a guitar before, and, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be like somebody's glove or their bat. You're not supposed to pick those things up. But for some reason, it's like, oh, gosh, there's a Slash's guitar backstage at uh, Howard Stern's birthday party. I should be able to touch that, right? No, you're not supposed to. It's not good. Yeah, Paul. I looked at some websites. It's a type of OCD, hephamenia. It's where you have an urge to touch things, not just touch things. There's OCD where you like, if a picture is off, you have to fix it, which I know you do that all the time. Yes. But there is also a thing where you have to touch any items just because it's uh, comforting to you for whatever reason. Yes. My mother-in-law has that same thing. She could be at like uh, the Louvre or something like that and like the most priceless painting in the world. And her somebody can say, don't touch that. And her hand immediately goes out to touch it. It's yeah. just like a tick. You can't help it. You're like, Lynn, what are you doing? Don't touch that thing. Why? I just can't help it. But I walk into a room and if you have, I don't care what the artwork is. I'll notice if it's crooked and then I'll want to adjust the, the picture frame. I can't imagine you going to the beach, if you know what I mean. If yes, see something. but not only can you not touch a lot of these paintings, they don't even want you to take a picture of it. There's something with the light of a, of a phone well, or flash. a camera that could somehow mess things up. So I, I'm shocked that well, you even think you can touch it if you can't even take a photo of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if the flash is that damaging, imagine what the oils on your fingertips oh, are doing to I it. Oh, I know. And, and then, you know, Steve Wynn, the uh, you know, famous Vegas uh, hotel owner, he put his hand, but he has bad eyesight. He put his hand through, I think, a Picasso or something. It was like a $30 million yes. painting or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And he ruined it. Yes. Put his hand through it. All right. Anywho. Anywho. It was a 1932 Picasso. Yes. Yes, he, but he, he has, I don't know, Mackler degeneration, I think. Or he put something. his elbow through it in 2006. It's, like, it's mine. I could do whatever I want with yeah, it. I know. <laughs> $20 million painting. I know. Whoopsie. Yeah. All righty. Uh, so we have the kind of sale going on. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading card to the Dan Patrick Show. This program also brought to you by the great folks at Discover. Redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. All right. We have a uh, play of the day poll question. Stat of the day. All of that forthcoming. Had some baseball yesterday. Baseball last night. Padres end up beating the Dodgers. The uh, uh, NLDS series is even now after the 5-3 win in Game 2. All the Dodgers' runs came on solo home runs. First playoff game where a team has scored at least three runs and all on solo home runs. You have to go back Game 5 of the 2020 ALCS when the Tampa Bay Rays did this. Also, the Braves got six scoreless innings, two-hit ball from Kyle Wright. He's a 21-game winner. He was great beating the Phillies, and uh, that evens their NLDS series at a game apiece. You got baseball later on today and tonight, and um, you also have football as well. Okay, so you can watch the baseball or you can watch the football. What are you watching tonight? Now, I'm going to give you both baseball, and I'm, I'm going to give you the football game. So... That game is the Bears and the Commanders, which, yes, they are NFL teams by name only. But uh, you have Mariners at the Astros. That's game two. Guardians at the Yanks, game two. And then you have the Commanders at the Bears. I think the Bears are a one-point favorite. But be honest, I'll give you both baseball games or I'll give you the Commanders against the Bears. Yes, Todd. 
even though I'm a huge Astros fan, as we all know, I think I'm going to start with the uh, the NFL game. And then if I'm allowed to take a no, peek. No, no, you don't get you to start. No, that's it. It's one or the other. I'm going to watch the football game. Okay. Why do you always got to stretch it? You know, you always got to. You know, I was trying to break the rule a little bit. Like, no. if, if the football game's a blowout early, I want to be able to no, go check the baseball. you have to pick. All right, I'm going to watch football. Seton, you got two baseball. You got one sort of football game. Hmm. Probably football, Marvin. just re- and really just to see if it's as bad as last okay, week. Okay, okay. That's I just want to see Al Michaels' reaction because it's possible if this game is just <laughs> as bad as last week's was, his head may explode live on air. Do you think Al decides that you know maybe I should retire? I don't want to do Thursday night, Thursday night. This game football. sucked. Yeah, because because he was ready to do that the previous Thursday. Uh, Marv, <sighs> I'm gonna hate watch the football game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, hate watch. Yeah, for sure. Like, how bad is this going to be? Man, I'm so mad. This is so bad. I'm going to watch it. And it's on Amazon, so I can't turn the channel like I want to. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. They lock you in, and then you're stuck. Yeah, Paulie. This is a tough one. You also got Baylor, West Virginia, Temple, UCF. Oh. Not... Ooh. I know. It left them off the board. What if I gave you all the college football and all the baseball? I'm definitely <laughs> watching Baylor, West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. And Temple, UCF, that's right up my alley. It's got to be 74, 73. Yeah. I, I'm going to uh, – I don't enjoy watching Bears games. It's not an enjoyable experience because when it's a win, it's usually really ugly. Yeah. And it's a loss, it's it's ugly and painful. I would go with the baseball because – Football's to be bad. Maybe a good ending, though, because it's close. I, I want to see the Mariners, but I'm worried that they'll lose in dramatic fashion again. The Guardians against the Yankees, Guardians have no offense, and so that doesn't really interest me. I, I would say the Commanders and the Bears because I, I think this is a big game for both of these quarterbacks because if you're Carson Wentz, He's supposed to be the franchise quarterback. You've already had Ron Rivera, his coach, basically call him out and say, what's the difference between the commanders and the other teams in the NFC East? And he said, quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) No offense. Yeah. And then, you know, we're still waiting for Justin Fields. Um, I mean, it's, it's difficult for him. When you look at what they don't have, I mean, they have failed him. That, that you get a high draft pick and you put a rookie in there now his second year, and it this is really difficult for him to show what kind of promise. You know, it it's almost like with the Jaguars. You know, you, you put a quarterback in there, and normally you didn't play as, as a rookie. It just, you would wait a couple of years because you wanted to surround that rookie with some talent or that second-year quarterback with some talent. Now it's like, hey, we drafted you. You got to go in there, and you got to start playing. Fifteen years ago, these guys aren't playing for the first year or two years. I mean, go back to Carson Palmer, number one pick overall. They had John Kitna, and they kept Kitna in there. But, you know, Phillip Rivers didn't start right. There's quite a few quarterbacks who didn't start right away. But it feels like, hey, you got to go in and you got to play now. And Justin Fields, I don't know if he's ready to play now. He has to play now. But I am curious about that with what's going on with the Bears and certainly the Commanders because the Commanders don't have excuses. And it's not all on Carson Wentz. This is a team that's supposed to have a good defense. They're, they're, media, they're one of the worst defenses, I believe. I think they're like 20, aren't they 25th in offense, 25th in defense? Man, they're consistent. So I can put some blame on Carson Wentz. But I got to put a lot of blame on Ron Rivera, the GM, the defense. Where's the you know support system of okay? Our offense isn't great right now, but our defense is going to be great. And when they were a couple of years ago, when they had you know Taylor Heineke, they played really good defense there. Yeah, Paul, you're exactly right. Last year with Taylor Heineke, which I always want to call Tyler Heineke, uh, they were the 23rd rank offense. They're the 26th this year. And he cost them nothing. They didn't have to pay for him. They didn't have to trade for him. They could have kept him in middle direction. I, I always wanted to call him Tyler Heineken. And it, it's Taylor Heineken. Yes, Marv. I hate to steal seat and thunder, but we're stealing a lot of our own segments today. But poll question, 
who has more NFL uh, wide receivers, the Chicago Bears or Ohio State? Oh, NFL caliber. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Justin Fields should go back and yeah. play with some NFL receivers. Well, if I'm C.J. Stroud, I might go, wait, where could I end up? You could end up in Carolina. What if the Bears end up with uh, number one pick? Not going to take a quarterback. I'm right? C.J. Stroud. I pull at Eli. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going there. No, nah, no thanks. Do you think we're going to get a quarterback who's going to do that one of these days? Where they just go, I don't want to play for that organization. Been a while. Yeah, Paul. You know, it hasn't happened since social media started. The last person to do was Eli. Before that was Elway. I think, you know, they can control the narrative, control the story. The Manning family controlled it and worked it. I don't know if it would... It would play pretty poorly. I, I think I brought it up with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, and I was completely wrong, but that he's a guy who might want to consider doing that coming out of LSU. I was like, do you want to go to Cincinnati, kind of a franchise that doesn't pay people? And people are like, you're nuts, you're nuts. And imagine if Joe Burrow had done that. He didn't. He didn't entertain it. But I don't know if it would have, he would have got crushed, I think, in the NFL these days. Yeah, I believe so. But that's if you're on social media and, and you let that you know, kind of envelop you. But, yeah, I think we thought, oh, you know, the Bengals aren't a great, you know, organization, a cheap organization, but they have a good nucleus there. And, you know, when Joe went there, it's like, okay, he's going to make the best of it. He's from Ohio. Although people did make a little bit more of He's from Ohio. He's from up by Ohio University, not Cincinnati. I'm going to guess he didn't grow up a Bengals fan. Yes, Paulie. As of right now, based off all details, the current NFL draft order is Carolina Panthers 1, the Las Vegas Raiders 2, the Pittsburgh Steelers 3, and Detroit 4. Mm. No quarterbacks are getting past Detroit. No. No. Hopefully, if they do the right thing. That, yeah. Washington has the fifth pick as of right now. Houston mm. has the sixth. Again, there's a long way to go. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and Holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. 
you know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Brent Musburger, Hall of Famer, and uh, he's got a pregame anchor gig. Oh, he's back. Back, the countdown to kickoff with Brent Musburger. And uh, every Sunday from noon till 1 Eastern on Vizen, the uh, Sports Betting Network. He joins us now. Hi, Brent. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Dan. How you been, my good But Look, you're, are you selling all that stuff that's in front of you there at the desk? Is that what you're doing now? No, no, no. Those are just uh, tchotchkes. I, I collect. D- did you collect all the years that you covered sports? Any interesting memorabilia? <laughs> yeah, if you go up into a uh, storage bin up in Montana, you can find things like Catholics versus the convicts. Uh, that was 88, uh, a young Notre Dame student. I, I think he got kicked out of school for it, Dan, but it was a big, big-time meeting. Jimmy Johnson was coaching the Canes. Lou Holtz was coaching the Fighting Irish. And uh, it was a meeting for the number one ranking in the country. And this young man had these T-shirts printed, and he gave it to me. It just broke me up before the game. Now, I had taped an opening to that game, but I had to redo it because uh, the Canes and the Irish got into a fist yeah. fight in the after they left and they changed uh, how they came on the field after that so you know things like that lots of great memories there's a few oh by the way i do have from the 50s a mickey mantle baseball card the tops it's not it's not in a1 condition but it's in pretty good condition i have almost the entire first set of tops baseball cards my my mother did not throw them out they were in the basement So I found them. What do you think that's worth? Well, what'd the last one sell for, Dan? It went for a good dollar. I know that. A few million, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's, you know, the the ones that are ranked at 10, they're centered directly on the card. This one of Mickey is over just a little bit so that the border Hmm. is not perfect on both sides. So that would... uh, that would hurt the uh, the value of it a little bit because I know what they're looking for. So it's not – I wouldn't rank it a 10. I might rank it a 7.5, something like that. Yeah. Do you still have your CBS blazer when you guys did the NFL today? Oh, yeah. I've got it somewhere tucked away. Uh, sure. You know, they didn't you, – you know the logo that now that they all wear and they've worn for years? We didn't have that uh, back in the day. Okay. Okay. I think maybe NBC might have started the Blazers first. I, no, probably ABC. Now that I think of it, Rune Arledge probably uh, started the Blazers ahead of. But ahead of how much competition was there back in the day when when CBS did their pregame show and NBC with Brian Gumble did theirs? How how competitive were you two? Fierce. Really? I mean, I you know, we battled for battled for viewers every week. Uh, both of us very competitive, and uh, you know we've been friends through the years. Uh, it wasn't certainly wasn't personal, but um, the the big thing about the NFL today, Dan, back in that day, was the fact that the NFC East and the Chicago Bears and the then Los Angeles Rams before they moved to St. Louis, they were all good teams. So we had the major markets. We we dominated then because of the NFC. Things have flipped, obviously. And they flipped 
depending on the quarterbacks that you have in, uh, in each given conference. But the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, then the Washington Redskins, George Allen was down there. I mean, great, great games. Uh, Dick Vermeil took over the Philadelphia Eagles and made them relevant. Uh, you had the running of the Bears in the mid-80s uh, with Refrigerator Perry in there, Jim McMahon, Walter Payton, and all that. So, so we dominated during that time. But it, it wasn't so much us or the pregame as it was the games we were leading into. It's kind of an interesting story at CBS. Uh, a lot of people don't realize 60 Minutes had failed midweek, and they sort of shoved it into Sunday uh, just to have a place for it. But it was the NFL, especially, especially the Dallas Cowboys that turned that program around. We were under orders to get out as quickly as we could with the second game of the doubleheader. And we had a producer by the name of Chuck Milton who always did the key game. And if you go back and look at the time frames, he would always run it a little past 7 o'clock in the East. And coming up next on CBS, 60 Minutes, we dumped huge audiences into the show, and they took it from there. Uh, Mike Wallace and the gang took it from there. And so uh, I always said the NFLs are what made uh, 60 Minutes um, must must view television back in the day. And, of course, you got to remember, we only had the major networks back in the day, um, NPR, was in was in we didn't have any cable i mean espn was born while the nfl today was uh was up on the air and so you know we had more of an exclusivity back in the day but it was it, it was great it was great fun and i couldn't help but think of pat summerall with angela lansbury dying you know with the show murder she wrote and the fact that he would do it and and extend that pause because there's a comma and it felt like he, he wanted yes. to do that to crack up John Mann, but he would be, and coming up, murder, she wrote. And Madden got the biggest kick out of that when Pat would do that. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting story, too, because we had a big production meeting. Uh, Van Gordon Sauter was in the head of, uh, head of CBS Sports, and there was actually a debate as to who john madden was going to work with now there is an announcer who never gets any credit long forgotten but madden's first partner was gary bender and and gary bender was one of the most generous announcers of all time nba and announcer really, too yeah he really taught john how to handle a booth and the monitors and everything and then it became the debate was between pat summerall or vince scully okay and and about half of the people in that meeting, including Van, were pushing for Scully to be Madden's partner. But what won out was the feeling, and it was accurate, that with Summerall, Madden would have more room, that uh, uh, Pat was more succinct, uh, whereas Vinny, with his eloquent way, would occupy more of the broadcast time. And I, I, I think that was correct. I think it was a... It was a win-win. Summerall had been working with Tom Brookshire, and, uh, and they were fun together too. Yeah. I mean, it was, obviously, Brookie was was more of a character, and then John came along, and uh, and it was a perfect pairing. And uh, Scully's Scully's last game for CBS Dan was with um, Hank Stram, was the analyst, and it was Dwight Clark with the touchdown catch that beat the Cowboys in the playoffs in. Uh, in San Francisco, that was that was Scully's last football call uh, for CBS. So he went out with a he went out with a great game. We're talking to Brent Musburger. You have these characters like Dick Vitale. You wouldn't think that would be somebody who would be transcendent. That he would last for decades. Uh, even Chris Berman, John Madden. It's how do you explain these certain characters where? you wouldn't put them in and go, yeah, right out of central casting, they work. Why do they work? They're genuine. Um, they're different. Uh, they're loud. You cannot ignore them <laughs> as they uh, as they go forward. Uh, what was it, the fastest three minutes in the yeah. NFL? Tonight I was listening, and, and I said, there's my buddy. Chris is still grinding it away. Uh, Howard Cosell. Uh, another one of yes. those characters. But I think that the most important thing about all of them, they're genuine. I, 
know. Did you know Cosell that well? Oh, I knew him. Oh, yeah. I, I really knew Howard. Um, he was, he was a character. He became insufferable later. Okay. <laughs> to tell you the truth. If you were on one side of the street of Manhattan and you saw you stay on the other side of the street. Okay, man. But at his peak, okay. People don't realize that he started in broadcasting. He was little league baseball coach and they were just looking for somebody to do a radio show and, 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 and Howard did it. But, um, I'll never forget Kurt Gowdy, the old cowboy. He and, he and Howard were, uh, were out drinking and, uh, and Gowdy was another good friend. He told me the story and one thing led to another. And, uh, suddenly it was dawn in, in uh, Manhattan and, and Howard had to do his uh, radio show. Come with me, cowboy. I'll show you how you do a radio show. <laughs> Howard's condo complex, and up they go in the elevator. Kurt said, and there was a New York Times back in the day. They delivered newspapers. You know, they put them right outside the door, and there was the New York Times. And uh, Howard grabbed it, and went in, went into the condo, and it was a closet, as Kurt said, right, right there to the left. And he opened the door, and he rummaging through shoes and everything, and he pulled the microphone out. <laughs> And, and there was a telephone there and a connection with the studio. This is Howard Cosell speaking <laughs> of sports. They had the New York Times there. I think the NBA season was probably on. And he went through the New York Knicks and a game that night and everything. And this is Howard Cosell signing off until tomorrow. He slams it down, shows over, and he said, that cowboy, that cowboy, that is how you do radio. <laughs> he said it just it, it broke him up forevermore. Uh, Cosell was an unbelievable talent, um, and he could do it right to the second, ad lib, and, and then end it. I, and he loved putting on a show. I had my wife, Arlene, we, we were to, well, actually, Rune was trying to hire me at, at ABC. So we went to a Monday night game at uh, down in, in Miami, in the little Orange Bowl, and Howard came in, and he had not met Arlene. So... He gets into a conversation and, uh, you know, he's putting me down and he's talking to Arlene and he's going and the stage manager's yelling at Howard, Howard, we're on the air in 30 seconds, you know? And so, and he walks and opens up. Uh, he was a genius. And, um, it, it, you know, the first night, uh, Pete Roselle told me that, um, at least a half dozen owners, after that opening Monday night game between the Jets and the Cleveland Browns on ABC, at least a half dozen called the league office and demanded that Roselle get rid of Cosell from the broadcast. And so Roselle told me he, he called Rune Arledge to have a conversation with him. And he said it was Rune who convinced him under no circumstance would he change. Uh, Howard was there to stay and Pete, your job is to tell the owners. And Pete sided with with Rune in that and, and went back to the owners and said, we think he's going to be good for us. And and the rest is history. I mean, Howard brought in record audiences. He was the first one. You know, the halftime highlights were, were really relevant back in the day because you didn't see every game on a Sunday. And you were so thrilled Howard. if he did your team. You know, oh, yeah. Well, you you got upset if he didn't. Yeah. You know, I, people were upset with Howard. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't show um, the uh, countdown to kick off with Brent Musburger. So each Sunday from noon until 1 Eastern. So uh, what's special about this show that you're going to do? Well, you know what's interesting is because, Dan, and you and I have talked about the legalization of gambling across the country. And VSIN actually preceded the Supreme Court ruling, which opened it up. And now... Uh, we've got upwards of 40 states where it's going to be legal. I think Ohio legalizes the first year, I think somebody told me. But at any rate, uh, it's an enormous part. Of it. All you have to do is watch an NFL game now. And and you see the ads from DraftKings in particular. They have DraftKings, of course, bought vSIN. So in effect, we work for DraftKings now. And you can see the amount of advertising they do up on the game. So, But in that last hour, in the, in the countdown to kickoff on vSIN, the last hour before they kick it off, Millions and millions of dollars uh, change hands in the legalized betting markets. So those numbers, those numbers are changing. And, you know, we, we come up with relevant statistics, for example, in the first part of the season that people like to bet over-unders. You know, they prefer to bet the over. That's a little bit more fun. But 
in divisional games, the unders hit at a dramatic rate. I mean, it was it was make money time if if you were a, a better who followed things like that. So we do that. There's also always a couple of injuries, always a couple of injuries that you've got to keep an eye on. And then just like we did with the NFL today, there's weather. We had wind in a couple of places, and and you know, wind is more important than actually rain, snow, things like that, because it affects the passing game uh, when you go into that wind. So those are the things that are relevant. And we talk to people. Uh, Michael Gahn runs a South Point. We get the updated odds down there. Derek Stevens opened up this unbelievable sports book here at Circa at the other end of town. So so we talk to their people and their bookmakers and and, and try to pass along relevant information. Now, I don't listen. I and I've said this to you many, many times. Youngsters in particular, be careful. If you think you're coming in and you're going to regularly beat these numbers, forget about it. It's not going to happen, okay? But if you want to have a little fun, you got a little extra cash to put out there on a ball game, uh, go ahead and go ahead and go for it. But don't think that you're going to make your living betting the National Football League. I mean, these bookies, these numbers are very, very tough. I'll leave you with this. How warm is the seat for Josh McDaniels in Vegas? Well, warmer than anybody expected, okay? Uh, one and four, and there was some questionable decision. Now, I had been to one game. I went I went in person and watched the Denver game, okay? And I thought he handled the sideline very, very well. I had good seats, and I could watch down below, and I thought it was a very good performance, and that's the game they won. But I thought he made some strange decisions on, on Monday night. Now, I don't mind anybody going for two, especially when you're on the road to take the lead, but when I see four minutes and 30 seconds up there, I'm not sure what you gain. Even if you're one point ahead, you've given arguably one of the two best quarterbacks in the league, Patrick Mahomes, an awful lot of time to get down there and, and score again and regain the lead. Now, if you're down, if you're down to a minute, minute 30, and you've scored that touchdown and you're on the road and you're an underdog, go for it. And then he came down the field late. He got the ball back. And it was unfortunate that Devontae Adams didn't get the second foot down. But then, Dan, they had a, a fourth and very, very short, and he had already gambled once going along for a touchdown in the first quarter. And he threw it deep again, and I thought, wait a minute, you know, Josh Jacobs, am I missing something? Jacobs is having a really good night. Yeah. And then he had run a play against Denver where they lined Jacobs up as the fullback and brought in a different running back at the tail. And the defensive line obviously thinks that Jacobs is coming straight ahead. And then they pitched to the rookie from Georgia White. He ran for an easy first down. I, I, I just thought it was strange. Now, I, now, now, having said that, the game that I watched in person, I, I was impressed. Uh, the offensive line coaches, not, they're not good talent-wise across the line, but the offensive line coach is doing a good job, okay? He, he mixes and matches, and he uses his rookie uh, more in the second half than he does in the first. It does good. A defense defense needs a, needs a lot of work. This is not a uh, this is not a contender for the Super Bowl. Uh, the schedule gets a little bit easier after this week, which is a bye week. They could climb back into uh, a chance to get into the playoffs. But um, Mark Davis is very impatient. Uh, he inherited that from his father, but. Uh, and I know after they went 0-3, had a long meeting, kept him from the press and that. So I I, I don't know. As far as the fan base is concerned, uh, you know, they're willing to give him some time, Dan, I I think. But, but I must say, Monday night, I thought there were some strange decisions. Good luck with the show. It's always great to talk to you. Uh, keep in touch. Thank you, Brent. Great. Keep that collection going. I will. Nice That's uh, Brent Musburger, Hall of Famer. And uh, the Sports Betting Network announcing Countdown to Kickoff with Brent Musburger. That'll be every Sunday from noon until 1 Eastern. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We got your phone calls. Chris Collinsworth will preview Cowboys-Eagles coming up next hour. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
What do you get when you combine a three-time manager of the year and a three-time national sports writer of the year? It's the Book of Joe podcast. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions, playoff games, and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Macs with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know. Take over a minute to down a two-liter. Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Is Chris Collins were set to join us there? He sure is, is done? Oh, okay. Here's the official uh, introduction, Chris Collinsworth. NBC Sports joining Mike Tirico. They got the Cowboys and the Eagles this weekend, Sunday Night Football on NBC and Peacock. Uh, Chris, thanks for joining us here. What's the dumbest locker room fight you were ever involved in with the Bengals? Wow, this is a perfect question because it is really insightful. We were at the Super Bowl in 1981 season, 82. We're playing the 49ers. We got stuck in the presidential motorcade going to the game. In Pontiac, there's only one road in 
and there's one road out and the president had that road and everything else on that road was dead stopped. So here are our team buses with this police motorcade trying to get to the stadium and we're just sitting there like it's a parking lot. We finally get to the stadium. Now, usually you're there three and a half hours beforehand. You got to get taped. You got to get, you know, dressed, pregame warm-ups an hour before, right? It's the whole thing. We got to the stadium for the Super Bowl about an hour and 45 minutes before kickoff. And people are losing their minds. And there was a knockdown, drag-out fight between two of my teammates over who was going to get taped first. The table went flying over. I was thinking this is either going to be the greatest start to a Super Bowl, and I'm going to have this. I'm going to tell this story on every single show that I'm on for the rest of my life, or this is going to be. We're going to go out and be down twenty to nothing in the first half. We were down twenty to nothing in the first half. That's exactly what happened. Have you ever told that story before? I've told it over a few drinks here and there. You know. <laughs> but did the Niners get caught in traffic? They don't know. They were probably in the presidential motorcade. <laughs> they had all the superstars over there. Go Montana and, you know, those guys, they Bill Walsh, they knew everybody. All right, a couple things. If you're the Eagles, are you preparing for Dak Prescott Sunday night? I don't think so. You know, I it, 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 if he shows up, it'll be, you know, I, we've seen the other of this. We did. Uh, Cooper Rush's first game that he won in Minnesota. So we were there, and the whole thing was Dak going to play? Was he not going to play? He went out for pregame warm up. He didn't, and then you know they won, and he's on a five game win streak now. So I I would be surprised at this point, um, to some extent, because nobody likes to kill a win streak anyway. And that was my question going into it: Is an eighty five percent Dak Prescott? worth taking Cooper Rush out of the lineup? And I would guess probably no, especially given how Dak got the job, right, from Tony Romo. And he was on an eight-game heater where they had won all those games in a row, and then they didn't take him out. So I think if you have a bonus week and you can get your primary quarterback back 100% healthy in a full week of practice, I would imagine the Cowboys do that. We know that they have a blueprint here, and it's worked. So it's there's a little more of a sample size with these five games. They run the football. They play good defense. Now, when Dak comes back, what's the game plan, and does it change? I think that's a really great question um, because I don't know. I mean, this defense may be that good, right? They may be that good. Why do you watch them on Sunday night, right? And I'll be I'll be working this over pretty good. Um, they fly around the ball. They only play limited numbers of snaps, and they play a ton of defensive linemen. Every single play looks like the start of the four by one hundred meter, you know, relay. <laughs> relay. It, it does, and they are just smoking around there. When when the other team breaks a run, you'll see the far side defensive end who has no chance of getting there turning and sprinting to the ball. I mean sprinting to the ball. So they let them play as long as they can sprint everywhere on the field at all times. And when you've got some of the the talent that they have on that football team, you know, obviously starting with Micah Parsons and uh, Lawrence and this, this kid, Dorrance Armstrong, has been playing great for them. Um, they, they, they've even got this rookie, Sam Williams, who's really – he played his best game of the year uh, the other night. So when you have that kind of talent and they're unleashing the hounds, now what does that mean as far as playing the Eagles, though, right? Because the Eagles aren't going to do what Matthew Stafford did, which was sit back in the pocket and take a beating. I mean, that's not who the Eagles are. So they're going to be doing the RPOs. They're going to run a lot. Um this might be one of those crazy NFL games that both teams run 35 times in this game. So it's, it's, you know, don't make a mistake. Don't mess it up. Uh, we've got a great running game. And then who can pop a couple of big plays in the passing game probably decides it.
Talking to Chris Collinsworth, Sunday night, it'll be the showdown between the Eagles and the Cowboys. What do you need to see from Jalen Hurts that maybe puts him in that category where he's a MVP candidate? Or are you already there? Um, I think you need to see him do it in the playoffs. It's like all these guys, you know? I mean, Patrick Mahomes, we saw do it in the playoffs, right? I mean, we've seen, um, you know, all all the – Josh all Allen, the, Joe Burrow. Ones, yeah. Yeah. All, all the guys that got their team there. Um, and, you know, it's it's significant as well because this this Philadelphia Eagles team across the board, like when I was getting ready for the season this year, I just put the two lineups next to each other. And you sort of went, you know, other than Dak probably being better than Jalen at this point in his career in preseason then, you know, I'd, I think the Eagles have a better roster. So there is a certain thing that says, all right, well, how much do we have to pay Jalen, right? And are you going to go to 50 million? You know, I, I don't know. Mm. I, are we going to 40? Are we going to, th- you know, where is it that we're going? Because the next alternative is, do you try and go find another quarterback in the draft? And that that mindset I'm starting to hear more and more and more of around the league that, you know, if you're going to play the read option game, and especially now with all the concussion stuff uh, coming to the fore, are you going to have to have a couple of those kind of guys if that's what you want to play and you want to run your quarterback? Um, then, you know, there's there's just a lot of really interesting financial considerations that go into having a guy that's going to run, you know. And Josh Allen so far has been able to survive because he's so big. Uh, Jalen's been fantastic and he's been throwing it a lot better. And occasionally now you'll see him sit in the pocket, read one out and make a throw. So I think the growth that he's making throwing the football has been sort of incremental. It has been very much an uphill, you know, uh, an uphill climb that he's actually learning to be the complete quarterback. And then at that point you go, all right, here's your 50 million because he can do everything else. But I wonder why we don't have a, a soft, a softer landing spot, Chris, for these quarterbacks. Because if Mitchell Trubisky said, I'll take $25 million for three years with the Bears, is he still there? Uh, you know, we get this next guy up is going to get this amount of money. But, you know, if Baker Mayfield had taken less and said, look, I'll, I'll give me $25 million. But the ego gets involved with the quarterback and the agent. Therefore, it's either you get this, you get the bag, or, you know, you get the heave-ho. Yeah, or you get Tom Brady and he works for about 50% of what he's worth, right? Yeah. So it, it does all come down to that. And um, I, I think that, that as a quarterback, it's really hard to recognize where you fit because the game's evolving. I mean, there's no question about it. Lamar Jackson was an MVP in this league. If Jalen keeps going, who knows what he could end up doing in this league. I mean, they've got three receivers that can really play, and they've been putting up numbers in the passing game. Um, so it, it, it's it's possible that he gets there. But I think as, as a fan base, we all want to see him do it on a stage like this. Like this is – he did it. He played in the playoffs last year, got beat by Brady. They got behind. They couldn't throw the ball well enough to go come, make a comeback, right? Now you're going to see him in a – probably our highest rated game of the year uh, on Sunday night and playing the arch rival Dallas Cowboys. And does he rise up? And if they get behind, can he, can he bring them from behind? I mean, it's all the same stuff that they're going to do with, with any quarterback that's breaking And Josh Allen was the same way, you know, when he first got there, Oh, he's not accurate enough to complete all the passes and he runs too much. And, then he's broken through. You know, I think Lamar's broken through, and now we'll see whether or not Jalen can. When's the last time you said something, and as soon as it left your mouth, you went, uh-oh, I'm going to get roughed up on social media? About, I don't know, four or five minutes ago, probably. <laughs> no, no, during a game. During a game, about, how, how often do you go, uh-oh? Dan, I swear to you, almost every time I've been in trouble, I didn't know it till the next day. You know, because if you knew you were going to be in trouble, you wouldn't have said it, right? I mean, come on. I mean, as much as you talk every single day, yeah. 
right? It, it just, something comes out of your mouth at some point and you go, and then somebody will say, and, and probably the, the ones that get me the most are my kids. You know, my kids will have it ready and waiting for me the minute that I check my phone the next time. Oh. Like you are, you're trending and trending is never a good thing. <laughs> trending I've learned is, you know, the only time I was ever trending that it was a good thing. I never, I would have never in a million years, good or bad. I, I never know what, what I'm doing is good or bad. But when in Chicago, when they did the double doink off the, the upright, and and so I'm sitting there and and you know and I was like, God, I can't believe the Bears lost on a double doink, and didn't think anything about it, not a thing. My son Jack is in the booth and he's right behind me. He goes, Dad, as soon as the game's over, Dad, Dad, you are trending, you are trending. I was like, Oh no, what did I say? I had no idea. He goes, No, no, no. This time it's a good thing. <laughs> they like double doink. So I, I go, I'm trending and it's a good thing. I've never been in wow. this space before. Yeah. This is fantastic. Yeah. So no, it's it's awful. I mean, you, you know, I I I don't even want to recount all the ones because I'm hoping people <laughs> forgot what I did, what um, it was that I did. I'll leave you with this. Uh, give me the one thing that concerns you about the Chiefs, the one thing that concerns you about the Bills since those two teams meet this weekend. Um, the Bills are a little thinner in the secondary than I would have liked to have seen when Trey White comes back. We'll see, you know, Micah Hyde. That's those – that. That team was really built from the back forward, although I love what they did to their their defensive line. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I, you know, you just wonder. I, I'm starting to feel it already that that they're tr- everybody's going to have the same plan. We got to take away Travis Kelsey, <laughs> and now as the games get bigger, right? He caught four touchdowns, so it sounds stupid, but what do you have? Thirty yards in yeah. a game, something like that. Twenty five. Yeah. So, but. But at some point, come championship time and playoff time, somebody who's really not used to being in that spotlight is going to have to be on the other end of it for Patrick. And, you know, it, it, it's just like this we were just talking about with Jalen. We may at the end of this year go, can you believe we were even talking about could Jalen Hurts take this team over the top and they went undefeated and destroyed the Miami Dolphins record? And But you got to see it. And I think that's the same thing with Kansas City. When when you see those receivers make those big plays in the big moments, then, yeah, all right, they got it. Uh, people want to meet you. They want to know uh, what off-ramp you're, uh, you're at right now. Are you at <laughs> a right rest stop? You you know this neighborhood down here. I'm in. I'm just about to the Kenwood Mall. There's a couple of phone calls you've had. Uh, you heard on there was my wife who's going. Where the heck are you? <laughs> I was going to attempt. I was going to attempt to do the show while driving. Oh no no no. And I figured if you know if I died on the Dan Patrick show, I would get a lot of exposure. It'd be great for you. It'd be less good for me, but uh, I, so I decided to pull over. I die on the Dan Patrick show every day at some point, Chris. Um, <laughs> no uh, the feeling. Safe travels there. Hope you don't trend on Sunday night. Man, me too, brother. Me too. Thank you, Chris. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters 
every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.